you're listening to Once Upon a Time. I'm Josh. And I'm Steph. This is episode four. Four. The Broken Kingdom. Oh, you beat me to it. I did, because it was was fun to say. (laughs) The Broken Kingdom. We're still in season five of Once Upon a Time, and it is, it feels like there should be, it feels like this is like almost the mid-season already. I don't know why. Well, this I think is it's, only episode four. They've jammed so much stuff in the last two episodes. You know, the first two were like, yeah, okay. kind of poking along. We're going to take off running. Yes, I feel. we are. So we but are. before we do that, there's a couple of things that, there's some housekeeping. House, oh, I love housekeeping. housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you really? No, actually, I do not. We need a maid. <laughs> That's neither that's neither here nor there. Okay. So you are living in a fantasy land. I am. Okay. I am living in a fantasy land. Uh, well, I just wanted to first and foremost say thank you to everyone that has listened to us. Uh, we've gotten a, a tremendous response already. That's very cool. It is. It's beyond cool. Yeah. And it, I don't think that's ever going to cease to amaze me. No. Uh, that even one person would listen to our... Uh, Ramblings random our quality time the people are listening to rqt it's like you're listening into rqt which (laughs) that's exactly what it is which is a little weird yeah but it's cool i love that people i like the people that (laughs) like it it's really really exciting it's like what people what people are listening and so we actually got a shout out from jeff jeff and colleen from once upon a time fan podcast incredibly cool of them to do that uh reached out to us and just let us know that they enjoyed what we're doing Mm -hmm. and uh keep up the good work and uh how is this cool very cool they've been doing it from the beginning yes so they're who we want to be when we grow up (laughs) that's right for sure they're who we're aspiring to be when we grow up (laughs) Uh, just want to say thank you to them. Yes, if for, thank you very much. If by some odd happenstance you've never heard them before, I'll check them out. And because we're the first once upon a time podcast you've ever listened to, which I find that hard to believe, I do but too. that's okay. Uh, give them give them a, a listen Please for do. sure. Please do. Um, they made an excellent point. Uh, there can never be uh, too many uh, in in a. Well, there can never be too many once upon a time podcasts, I think. Uh, And we don't certainly believe in competition at all. No, Um, No, we don't. Although, um, you know, with the four kids, uh, sometimes, uh, well, you know, you're not supposed to pick a favorite. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes so bad. So badly, I want to tell one of them that right now you're coming in fourth. I've I've done that. (laughs) Oh, I totally, I totally did. One day, no. one of them ticked me off. I said, you know what? I'm not supposed to have favorites, but right now you're last. Oh, that's... that's it was mean. awesome. It just totally, I know, but it was awesome. Was, tell me it was Wyatt. Actually, I think it was Rhett. You know, he's going to grow up and he's going to pull a sword out of a stone now. Because <laughs> you mean. bullied him. Well, hey, then then I did my <laughs> job. <laughs> I've done it well. Uh, but, but thanks again to Jeff and Colleen. Uh, check them out. Once upon a time, fanpodcast.com is probably the easiest way to find them. Uh, and then we also got a note from Kristen. Kristen. And she uh, let us know that uh, the whole idea behind Robin uh, not being as, I guess, put out, uh, I guess is the word. I'm not trying to remember what we said exactly. Oh, we were just, my thing was, I couldn't believe that this guy was asking, giving Regina the, the gem, the necklace. In front of Robin, and Robin was so okay with it. 
And so she just was explaining different customs, especially with the ballroom dancing and how it was cool. And it would be offensive if Regina wasn't so kind and Robin wasn't so cool about it. Yeah. But she, she said it straight for sure. She mm-hmm. brought up an excellent point. And I, I was re- as I was reading it, I was like, you know, hmm, I hadn't actually thought about that before. And that wasn't actually uh, something I probably would have thought about. But that's what I love about doing this. And uh, I want to keep, I want to keep this going. So I want you guys to send us emails or tweet us, uh, anything like that. And if it's okay with you guys, I'd like to be able to share it on the show Mm -hmm. just so we can share those thoughts with everyone else. Because I think at the end of the day, the most important thing for us is that we, we have a community Mm -hmm. and there's already this amazing community of folks that watch once upon a time, um, but you know, anytime you can take that knowledge and those relationships even deeper, um, and, and, and it's just pick things apart and analyze them and, uh, theorize and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, I want to do that. So, uh, suffice to say, send stuff in. So, Please do. uh, and we'll, we'll get back just, to you as soon as we can, especially if we ramble and we get completely off base. Josh does that a lot. It's a horrible habit. He just gets things wrong. And well, it's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, me. Gonna... I'm just looking at you cause I was waiting for you to go. I'm sorry. Who does all that? All I right. do that. I do so, do that. So thank you again, uh, to everyone that has contacted us so far Yes, and let's you. just keep it going. Yeah. Thank you for listening and thank you for, um, for being kind and telling us, telling us when we go astray and helping us learn some stuff because that's what it's about. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Speaking of learning some stuff, this We're going to learn something today. (laughs) This episode, I think, uh, revealed uh, a lot of things. It did. Uh, I really feel there was a lot of foreshadowing in this episode as well, and maybe not as overt, um, but we'll we'll get into that. And I think, isn't, you're you're the resident recapper. Oh, I- Is that- that's your official title, right? Is it? Do I get a card? I think so. So I feel like we should just jump right in. Jump right in. Like the sands of Avalon, Ooh. so are the days nice. of nice. our lives. I got to tell you, that sand of Avalon <laughs> would come so in handy around here. Um, so yeah, so it starts off, I, I went back and I, we watched it again. We watched it again tonight, but just before we did this, because there were so much, like, like Josh said, you know, there was so much in this episode, it seemed like this episode, last episode, they were just trying to jam pack everything in it to kind of make up the slower start of the first couple of episodes, which I mean, you have to lay your groundwork. You have to have your intros and all that kind of jazz. But, um, you know, it start off with a bang. We saw kid Arthur and kid Guinevere wandering through the streets of Camelot and um, learned that it was a broken kingdom. Merlin was in the tree already. Well, hang on. I'm sorry. Guinevere and What Arthur. did I call her? No, you you no, you no, didn't mess up the names. Oh, you I did, called, you did, did I call her Gwendolyn? No, I don't think so. I okay. think you got it right. All right. That's not why I was interrupted. Oh. That's not why I was interrupted. <laughs> it's like, already I'm messing names up? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, these two young people uh-huh. grew up in the same town. They did. But yet they had vastly different <laughs> Totally accents. different accents. <laughs> totally different accents. Carry on. She, I don't think, <laughs> the kids, it was funny because the kids, when we watched it again, we didn't really notice it the first time, but when we watched it again, the kids were with us again, and the kids were like, she doesn't look anything like the lady who plays her as an adult, but the boy looked so much like- Spot on. I mean, it, he, he could absolutely have been him. Kind of like when they did the Young Snow. 
Yeah, she looks oh, so she much like her. Had the, the mannerisms. The and the, well, I was going to say the annoyingness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you down. didn't like the little girl. Well, you did not like that no. little girl. Um, so it starts <laughs> off and they're wandering through. And, and so we hear about Arthur um, in the prognostication that Merlin has made. It's late. It, it's okay. <laughs> it's Are you going to make it? I'm going to make it. Um, and about the sword and the stone. And, and he tells uh, Guinevere... <laughs> I keep, it's okay. You in got my it right. head, I'm hearing Gwendolyn, and I don't know why. You're I don't know saying, where that's coming you're from. You're saying Guinevere. I know, but when I say Guinevere, Gwendolyn is in my head, so okay, but, I will mess it up but, at some point. But I Lancelot guarantee it. did refer to her as Gwen. It's okay. That's that's what that's it was. what it is. And see, in all my notes, I just have G. So if at some point you, I just say, would G, you like? Would you <laughs> just tear on out? What up, G? <laughs> what up, G? If you would like to refer to her as, as Gwen, Gwen, that would probably make it a lot easier. That would make my life easier. Okay, so Gwen, Arthur, and Gwen <laughs> are having a little chat by the tree, and he's telling her, you know, I absolutely plan to be the king. I'm going to pull the sword out. Merlin foretold it that I'm going to get him out of the tree. So at that point, I kind of thought, well, that's interesting because I always thought that Merlin. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, no, I'm sure I we'll find hear out. This. No, because I thought that Merlin was at the round table with Arthur and that's where all that started. So how did Arthur meet Merlin when he was little and Merlin's already in the tree? So when did Merlin get in the tree is really what I want to know. Who put him in the tree? Is he even in the tree? Well, and I, I, there's just so much I don't understand the about the tree question. and how Merlin's in the tree. Well, Merlin took Arthur in when he was young because that was part of the cost of... Uh, Oh, well, I'm about, I'm sorry. I was about to go nerd out on me. I was going to nerd out. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, That was the cost or part of the price that he, uh, Uther, Arthur's father had to pay for being transformed into the, oh, I'm going to get those other names wrong. So I'm not even going to use them. He uh, was transformed to look like the husband of some lady he was after. And so once she bore a child, uh, that child went to Merlin. And so that's how that all start, started Merlin. So Arthur is that child? Yeah. Oh. Well, he's not as... In, in the legend, he's not as common as people are led to believe. Oh, he's, he's not just a shepherd. A, no. Oh. I mean, he was raised as such, but right. he was... Yeah, anyway. Hmm. Anywho... So they're talking in front of the tree. Some of the town bullies back then come and make fun of them. Arthur, pull out the sword. And they have like some rocks set up and there's a sword in there. And so they kind of rag on them and say, there's no way a shepherd will be the king of the broken kingdom. Fast forward to, where did we go to next? I'm trying to remember. Oh, we see Emma. No, no. Let's address this little tidbit. This episode jumped around So so much. So much. So much. So you know what? From here on out, I'm not going to apologize anymore. I think we did this last episode. Oh, we're just going to jump around. We're just going to be kind of scattered. No, we're just going to we're just going to talk about things <laughs> as we remember them because it because was, it was very difficult to well, try to keep up. Because with. you had Camelot five years ago. Camelot five years, thirty years ago. No, but they did Camelot five years ago. Camelot five years after. And it's like, ah. Some of those numbers didn't quite jive no, it, it, with no. uh, the whole story broke. I know that they were trapped uh, for, what was it, 30 years? 28 years. 28 years, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in a stasis. But So the jumping around in this was very hard to follow. It was. And I'm not so sure that it fits in with the timeline. But 
that nee, 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 nee. and it's neither here nor there. It's just it's a little annoying. A little annoying. And so, you know, we see um so we see Emma and I think she was whittling. I really don't remember what she was doing, sharpening something. I'm not entirely sure why. But again, she's all in white, her hair's all blonde and flowy. And um, Hook comes in, they have a little conversation. She kind of tells him there's something going on. He figures it out because she's nuts. And um, boom, she falls to the ground. They all come in at some point, and I'm not going to do it in chronological order, so just bear with me. Um, they say, hey, what's wrong? Oh, she's having a hard time. We need to get her out. So Henry, he, me and the boy, or the boy and I, will take her someplace where she can rest. And so Hook and Henry are off with Emma well, well, wait, to find a place to go. Didn't didn't Emma tell not then. Hook. Remember? Oh, because it jumped around. It jumped around. And oh, so she um, she <laughs> didn't mind. tell him then. She just said, you know, I'm, well, she said, I'm seeing him, but she didn't really go into it. It wasn't until they were in the stable where she full on confessed that Shoulder Rumple was kind of haunting her. And she explained who Shoulder Rumple was. And then um, anyway, so Hook now knows that she's being haunted. And, and he had a really good point. He was talking about how... Um, for the longest time, he had demons in his head, and the only way he could get him out was to be on the Jolly Roger. And so then he comes up with a plan to kind of help clear her mind. And so that was really, really cool. I think we're seeing, you know, I think the relationship between the two of them is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And and he still thinks that there can be a future for the two of them. And she's like, really? You think there could be a picket fence and all this? And he said, yeah, as long as you trust in me and believe in me. And so I think that's really, really cool. He's not going to let her give in. He's not going to give up on her. Um and there were some really cute parts. Again, we're jumping around completely. So um, when they went to the stable, Henry said, you know, his little friend has a stable that they go and meet at. And Mama Bear was like, what? And then Hook was so cute through that whole thing. That was like probably one of my sequ- favorite sequences just because he was like, oh. Just because he was in it. Well, well, yeah. Always when a, he's in it. That's one of my favorite, B, favorite parts. because he was in it. He was in it, but there was, um, they were giving Henry a hard time about the fact that he meets this little girl named Violet there. And, um, anyway, and so Hook was just giving him a really hard time, you know, with the big winks and the grins and the, you know, the raised eyebrows and stuff. It was super, super cute. The girls thought that was funny. I thought that was cool that the girls picked up on that. The boys are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they made the point about I'm the dark one. And he's, Emma was like, he just lied to my face about this girl. And she said, I'm the dark one. And he said, well, you're also his mother, you know? And and he was like, I think he's more scared of that. And so that's funny, you know, that they're kind of doing it that way. I liked that part. Being a that was a girl. funny scene. That was a sure. funny scene. Enjoyable. Anywho, so um, turns out uh, Snow and Charming are just like everybody else. They fight, which was awesome oh, to see. That was a great scene. I loved as that well. scene. I love that scene. And just Regina's face when she's watching them fight, like, oh, wow. I mean, you could tell. She's like, dude, <laughs> they fight too. I mean, I thought that was cute. And then she just poofed in a cloud of smoke. Well, I she thought, bamfed. I thought that, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool as well as mm-hmm. that uh you know she just got out of there in a in a flash yeah. you know what oh. would you have done oh okay <laughs> regina could have a moment already. please yeah she could have no let nope. me get some popcorn mm-hmm. <laughs> this is watch this show uh but their argument was valid uh, because uh, snow was pushing back for us uh, what she believed to be the right reason in in Telling David that, hey, you need to slow your roll there, partner. Well, and you know, she, Arthur's not who he uh, seems to be, which right? Is clear to the rest of us, but right. Dad Gummit, if I didn't call it, you did last week. Well, I think it's his little blue eyes. I know there's something about those 
funky blue eyes that he has that makes you un- makes him untrustworthy. But it was funny because I actually wrote this down because it cracked me up when she was ragging on David last week. We were talking about what a weenie David had become mm. and how he's just like a big lab puppy, just wanting to please everybody. And Snow was like, "You haven't you haven't seen a king in a while, and so you're starstruck and you're wanting to follow one around. <laughs> yeah, you just want to be a hero that. again, right?" Yeah. And she even said that. But um, when they were having their fight, she was like, "What part?" Did you didn't you understand? And just the way she said it was just I thought it was funny because it's like any normal married couple just arguing about I'm sorry. Uh, what did we talk about? Wait a minute. I, I don't I don't think I heard you correctly because if you would have been listening to me, you would already know this is not a good idea. Um no, but th- there was some good you know, there was a good point brought out in that scene because you know, he felt like, well, maybe the round table is where I need mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a, as a guy and as a father, you know, you get wrapped up in a lot of mundane things. And, and uh, you know, we were, let's face it, we're action heroes, right? You know, or we, we, we perceive we're ourselves, pre- <laughs> we perceive <laughs> yeah, ourselves to right. be action heroes. Y'all want to fix is, things, you want to make it right. Tell Okay, just tell me tell, how to fix it. Tell me what, yeah. tell me what you need. Let me go do it. It's not about the nail. (laughs) I feel like I need to put that in the show notes now. If you've never seen, that's a reference to a YouTube video. It's called, It's Not About the Nail. nail. And it is uh, a a short uh, film, if you will. I don't think it's an ad. uh, It's not an ad, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. Uh, Basically, it's that age old. I just, I don't want you to do anything or fix it. Just want you to listen. I just want you, exactly. I want you to to listen. listen. Uh, But as a man, that's very, that's difficult for Mm -hmm. us to do. I just want to go fix it. And you could see that. It was very palpable. You could very, you you could read it in his face. And I felt like uh, um, uh, Josh Dallas brought Mm-hmm. Kind of really brought that out. It's like, no, I mean, my daughter's sick. Right. And you know what? That's fair. That's valid. Um, I'm going to do everything I need to do to make sure that I I, I take care of my da- my mm-hmm. son or my daughter uh, or daughters or sons, whatever. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that they're healthy and um, um, it, it restored in this case. And so I get that. I mean, so that resonated with me, uh, but then you can be blinded by that sure. as well. Sure. And, and you have to be careful uh, because you can go running off in the wrong direction and thinking you're doing good when really you're just, you know, spinning your wheels. Yeah. We also saw uh, Lancelot in Gwen's story, which I thought was really, really cool. I, I liked. Ooh, I wish they would have drawn it out a little bit more. I felt that was too abbreviated. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, and just the fact, um, I thought the party. You know, here she is. This woman loves. She loves Arthur so much, and she's she's put up with a lot because I think Arthur has just completely lost his mind. I mean, he's gone nuts over not having this dagger hole. And he's, he's been obsessed. searching. He's upset. He's, he's absolutely obsessed. obsessed. And he's got this woman that, you know, he's loved since, I mean, they were kids. They were kids when they were together. So they've been together a very long time. And he's got this woman who loves him. And instead of being at a party with her, she's begging him, come dance with me. Come dance with your wife. On he's her up birthday. there on her birthday, which we don't find out right away. 
Um, you know, and, and she thinks that this is all done by him and that, that he set up this party, this great party with all these beautiful flowers. And, and then she realizes it's Lancelot who's done it. And so at that point you kind of see, Oh, you know, and there's something going on. So they're dancing and you can tell, I mean, it's, it was a very sweet, the way it kind of happened. And, you know, the kids were really kind of confused by that. The kids didn't understand (laughs) that. And so, um, we had to kind of do, exp- I, do, do I need to sit down and talk? With you <laughs> well, no, I, I did it all Is through it Gwen and Lancelot. But, you know, well, first <laughs> off, you have these commercials, this blood. I swear this blood and oil show needs to get canceled ASAP because What's- just of this stupid commercials. What is the other one that comes on? Oh, Wicked one, City? Wicked City. Oh my gosh. Wyatt was like, that's a show for single people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even... I don't want to know I, what he I means. I don't even know. I don't want to know. What, what are you thinking? I, I, I want to understand what why would you say that? I, I, there's no telling. But um, <laughs> anyway, and so you have this sweet love story between between Gwen and Lancelot. And we, you know, we had explained to the kids, they were like, well, that's not her husband. Why is she dancing with him? And and why is this happening? And that's her friend. And I said, okay, um, he's not acting like himself. He's not, he's not taking good care of his wife. And so she's falling in love with his friend. And they were like, what? And yeah, so not, not in the sense that, Hey guys, this is okay. No, 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 no. Just uh, trying just to make it trying make to sense. Ex- explain that that can happen. Right. Uh, and I think, you know, before too much longer, we really got to hit home with that that message of you you can't help who you fall in love That's with. That's true. You cannot. No. But you can help who you spend time Absolutely. With. You know, and these two were spending a lot of time together because um Arthur was <laughs> I think this is real. Because Arthur was um <laughs> was was so crazy, you know, he was so crazy crazy. He was so obsessed. And so um, you know, and, and trying to explain to the kids, you know, he had changed and he was spending all this time and she was lonely. And the more I said it, I was like, I should probably just shut up. <laughs> I don't know why I'm to but I mean it was well, just wait, like, did you feel like you were telling the kids your story? <laughs> no, Josh. Is that what you're trying to no, say? That's, that's not what I'm trying to say. Turn this off right, right now. now. <laughs> well, no, we just probably keep talking and hop up on the sofa um, for therapy. Okay, there you go. And um, but you know, it's it's really weird because you don't think about it as an adult. You're like, okay, I get that. I see how that could happen because it happens all the time. But as a kid, you're like, what? But there, she's not married to him, and that's exactly what one of them said. But she's that's not her husband. Why is she dancing with him? But anyway, and you know, and then you see. Um, Gwen has these feelings for Lancelot and they decide she's going on. I'm going to end this damn quest for once and for all is what she said, in her mm-hmm. little goofy accent. And um, so she gets all decked out in her finest quest, quest busting gear. And she and Lance are going to go on Lancelot. I like that. Now, you like Lan- Gwen, Gwen, and Lance. Gwen and Lance. Gwen and Lance. That's the modern I, version. How to, how to modern it up. Yeah. Why there not? You go. And it's so Gwen it. and Lance are going to go it's questing. It. And so they find the... Um, I like how they put, you use the air quotes with questing. <laughs> questing. Yes, I did. Moving actually. on. Moving on. They have the, um, oh shoot, what's it? the thing? The thing, gauntlet. I'm pointing to my wrist. The gauntlet. gauntlet. Merlin's gauntlet. And so she puts that on. She had stolen it from Merlin's little lair. We just watched Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, that's right. Gauntlet. We have lots of gauntlets, don't we? Mm-hmm. Well, see, I guess I used to always think a gauntlet was a, like a thing you drunk, drunk, like a thing you drunk out yeah, of. A gauntlet, <laughs> a gauntlet was something you ran. <laughs> yes, Is that, that what too. you were thinking? You run the you gauntlet. You run the gauntlet. You drink out of a gauntlet. What do you drink out of? You a drink goblet. Out of a goblet. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so wow. she's got a goblet on her arm and she's questing. <laughs> um, 
And so they... What's in your goblet? I, I really don't water. Um, <laughs> and so uh, they go through this thing and the thing's glowing and they're going through this underground tunnel and she sees these things and she knows that it's all tied. She'd seen the star and the eye and the funky little thing and she knows they're in the right place and they go through, poof, and then they end up that in the... That was a highly technical explanation. Thank you very I much. That. And so they end up in this fancy forest and there's the thing with all the little black stuff all around it and the daggers in it. And so she goes to touch it, of course, because why would she just not touch it? Hello? I don't... Who thinks it's going to be on something? Oh, it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. Well, let me just go grab it. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's not enchanted or anything. We've had to go and... I guess they tunnel figured, through who, the earth. Who, the dark one probably figured, well, if they were smart enough, <laughs> that's right. Tumble, if they could make it this far, t- they were smart enough to get the sewer lid off of <laughs> <laughs> off of the entrance, and they cool. made it past all the goop <laughs> and all the ninja turtles. They and, just crawled right by, and then they fought the black swirling the, oh, thing yeah. again. The stu- oh, 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 that's the thing. <laughs> Remember when the stuff attacked Lancelot, and the kids were like, "So if they would have just burned it, it wouldn't have got on on Emma." Right. Do you remember? So no to self. Yeah, if the they black swirly stuff out, ever gets they, you. They need to get the tattoo. They need to make the tattoo. Well, remember last episode we were talking about how uh, Regina had written the question mark. Oh, the question mark. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why are we taking this further? They need right. to wise up. They need to start tattooing instructions. Like on the them. chick memento on blind spot. Or memento. Yes. Yes. Which, okay. Uh, make a note to themselves mm-hmm. that if the darkness is swirling around someone, just grab a torch. Right. And, and it'll go away. poke it with a torch, it'll go away. But don't you think, because... <sighs> oh, what's... The, the wheels, wheels are, are turning. turning. I know. So, Rumpelstiltskin was <laughs> the dark one at the time because we saw him in a minute after they got knocked back for dumbly thinking that they could touch the dagger. He appeared. <laughs> so, why was the black... Uzi stuff floating around and attracted to Lancelot. If there was already a dark one, maybe it was just surplus goo. You think so? Well, it was the vault. Well, I know, but still, I thought that the Uzi stuff only ended up on the dark one. Well, that was not the first time we saw the vault. Hmm. Because remember that uh, he, had, he had to be restored. What season was that? Bellfire was still around. Oh, man. We'll have to look. We're going to have to look that up. We'll have to look it up. Um, Maybe somebody. Yeah, or if y'all, yeah, if y'all remember, please, please. <laughs> because right now I'm really trying to, trying to figure out why the Black Uzi stuff attacked Lancelot when there was already a dark one. So if somebody knows, please tell us, because um, that's really going to bug me. Like, that's we'll really going to bug me. We'll um, so anyway, so uh, Rumpelstiltskin, the real one, not the shoulder, um, he appears and he's talking to Lance and Gwen, and he sees that she has the goblet on her arm, and they he wants to trade. He was like, you want the dagger, I want the goblet, let's make a deal. And she says, no, no, not going to happen, and... They end up trading. He says he can't give her the dagger, but he can give her something really, really cool for the the thing on her arm. And so he ends up giving her the sand. Why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm I'm oh, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm in in enwrapped. Are you nice? Yes. The sands of Avalon, mm-hmm. and these things can repair repair what's broken, can mend things that are broken. No, 
can make things appear as they're whole Yes, sorry. Again. It's the slightly appearance. Di- it's the appearance. Not That's slightly right. different, significantly totally different. different. <laughs> so sorry. So it can't mend things. It can appear to mend things, right? Mm. Well, yes. And so I think ultimately the way I would describe it is that it is perception versus reality. Yeah, it's an enchantment. Yeah, so it's an enchantment. It makes things appear to be something that they are not really. Right, whole. Uh, it appears whole. Right. But in truth, it is not. Right. Which is interesting uh, to think about. Uh, the other thing that's interesting is that is, okay, Sands of Avalon. I don't, I don't know a lot about the sand. I mean, I think that's a cool device. Excalibur was forged on Avalon. Um, Arthur was taken to Avalon after he battled Mordred. Uh, I can't remember the name of the battle. So it was interesting that they tied that in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so the Sands of Avalon, Gwen decided to make that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting. I think that led them there was the gauntlet, which had been used before. Uh, Merlin's gauntlet uh, would lead them to uh, someone's greatest fear. Greatest that was interesting, or greatest weakness, mm-hmm. excuse me. It's interesting that Arthur's greatest weakness is the, the dagger. dagger. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. Well, because he wants it to to make the sword whole, to make Excalibur whole. Because then that's going to fix everything. That's going to fix everything. In his mind. He's going to be the best king of this godforsaken kingdom, I think is what he said at the end. He's like, I'll be the best king. And and, and so I think, you know, I think that um, it was funny because watching him kind of descend from what we saw the first time we saw him into this. I mean, it was just, you know, you see so many times in movies and in, in stories, you hear about the men who just want all the power, want all the power, and they just do anything to get it, and they kind of lose themselves along the way. And he's absolutely done that. He wants to be the boy who was who came from nothing to be this great king, and he wants to mend the his his land, and he wants to be so great. And in wanting to be all those things, he's losing who he is. He's losing his wife. He's losing everything. And so he thinks that this dagger is going to make everything better, make everything whole. And as soon as he gets it, life will be grand, you know? Well, I, I think maybe part of his problem is that he believes all this because that's what he was told. True. Merlin the prophecy. To, mm-hmm. Merlin told him that well, this is what was going to happen. So I, I feel like somewhere along the way, he's losing himself in the journey. Mm-hmm. Instead of enjoying the journey, he's trying to get to the end result. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, did and he, it doesn't look like he enjoyed any of that. He's no, been too crazed the entire obs- time. Hold up looking for stuff. Absolutely obsessed. Yeah. Well, and he even made a comment about it's a broken sword for broken kingdom. And he said, Merlin was half right, mm. you know? And, um, and so, he doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to be much love lost between him and Merlin as well, because, mm-mm. When uh, Snow and Lancelot uh, decide that they're going to go put the dagger back Mm -hmm. uh, into the safe place that uh, Gwen and Lance (laughs) originally took it from. Um, And I I felt like when they got there, I felt like it was a little contrived. uh, The whole because Arthur followed them there. Right. 
that was okay. Is this with David showing up? I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Snow and him put aside their differences. They did. Was um, the fight real? Oh, it was real. <laughs> um, saying all that to get to the point where he makes the speech about once he does make the sword whole again, he'll drive it through Merlin. Run, mm-hmm. run it uh, through. Run it through Merlin. I'm like. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, why not just go chop down the tree and burn it up? Well, that wouldn't be nearly as satisfying, I guess. It wouldn't be nearly. Well, Um, he wanted him to see it. He said, "I want him to see the last, the blade to be the last thing that he sees as I run it through him," because that blade, Excalibur, has been the bane of Arthur's existence his entire life. I mean, it was something. It was a prophecy. Something he was so excited about, looked so forward to, and then the minute he got it, it became the complete opposite. Became more of a nightmare for him. And so this thing that Merlin built up in his mind no longer was such a great thing. It was more of a, um, not a curse. Well, maybe a curse, you know. Um, but that scene when when David, so um, Snow and Lancelot, they went to the forest where the dagger was kept and they were going to go put it back. And um, at one point, you know, it was funny because there was a scene where Lancelot said, here, I'll go. When they, before they went into the forest, he goes, I'll go, you stay. And she kind of got that look on her face like, mm, why do you want to do that? And so there was a part of me that thought, well, maybe he is, he's not good. Maybe Arthur's right and maybe Lance's, but that's what they want. They wanted to toy with our emotions. And so- um, and That's all this show wants to do. That's all it is. And so- <laughs> They go in, and then sure enough, Arthur comes through, tells the whole plan, just like any bad guy ever does, and um, and then here comes here comes uh, David, and he says, you know, this is my family. I'm fighting for my family. I'll do whatever it takes to protect my family. And so again, David, you know, who in the past couple episodes has just been all Labrador puppy eyed over Arthur. I mean, we've been talking about how he's just been following him around and just is so out of character. And so mm-hmm, really you're mm-hmm. going to just, you know, chase him like that. He's grown some and he's taking care of his family again, you know, and I thought that was really cool to see. Yeah. I'm not as annoyed with him now yeah. for sure. So that's good. Yeah. Um, so let's jump around some more. Okay. Uh, Gwen gets back. Uh, Arthur sees her and Lance, uh, saying goodbye, saying goodbye, sharing a uh, a moment, mm-hmm. uh, and of course he gets. Well, I wouldn't say the wrong idea. He got the right idea. He did get the right idea. <laughs> he absolutely knew what sure. was going down. Yeah. Um, but I really do believe the way that because she comes in, she's going to use the sand, mm-hmm. uh, but decides not to because she wants. She wants everything to be real, and she is willing to have a broken heart uh, and walk away from everything if it meant that she couldn't restore something and get something back. Her her husband, her king, uh, she wanted him back, but not if it wasn't real. Right. And, you know, that's admirable. Sure. And I really do believe that when he did confront her about her and Lancelot, that 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 was goodbye mm-hmm. because I think, and and that's one of the reasons why I go back to, I, I kind of wish that they would have drawn that out a little bit more and maybe we'll see some of that and some yeah, more. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Oh, please. Can we have more flashbacks? Yeah. Please. <laughs> we, we don't ever have enough of those. Uh, I felt like that was a little abbreviated because, and, and the reason I feel that way is because there didn't really, I didn't really sense a passion between them, and it was more of great admiration uh, and respect and friendship and friendship yeah. 
than a f- uh, full full fledged passion. Yeah. Um, uh, and to me, that passion needs to be there for you to actually take action. Um, it, it just in my mind, man, yeah. that's my been my. Well, I don't want to say been my experience. Yeah, don't. Yeah, not, <laughs> I don't think that's the right. But you way understand to put what it. I'm trying to say. It, what you usually see, yeah. Uh, so. And he just loses his stuff. He, he just just starts throwing stuff around and yelling at her. Where like, is it? Where's the dagger? Where is Do you it? have Why it? Why are you hiding it from me? I mean, he is absolutely out of his yeah. mind, obsessed. Yeah. But that's because he is completely obsessed with appearances. Mm-hmm. Because that's all his life has been yep. up until this point. Because even when he came back with Excalibur and the tip was gone, he couldn't, he didn't bring it all the way out of its scabbard to show the people because right. he couldn't. Right. And so that set this precedent of everything that uh, my kingdom believes about me is false. Right. And I've got to keep up appearances. And that would drive somebody mad sure. trying to keep up, keep up with the Joneses yep. and keep up with the people next door and just, you know, in modern terms, uh, uh, spending your way into uh, debt uh, that's uh, up up to your ears in debt, just trying to keep up with people and you get to the point where you're going to break because you can't sustain it and that stress is just too much. And so he just loses it. And, and that's a scary thing. And I, I, I can, I can relate to that as well. Uh, you know, you, you, you become so obsessed with obtaining a, a goal and it doesn't matter who's in your way. You're going to get it. Yeah. You're going to do it. Come hell or high water. This is going to happen because it has to happen because if it doesn't, then everything is going to fall apart and people are going to maybe, maybe people will see me for what I really am. Yeah. And I can't bear, I can't bear to, to, to even think of that. And so that's why he just took that sand from her and he flung some on her. He sure did. So that she would look at him in the light of being what it used to he, be what it used to be. And so when he did that, something very important happened. I think Lancelot went away. Yeah. So there's only four people that knew about the Sands of Avalon. Rumpel. Right. Gwen. Mm -hmm. Lancelot. And Arthur. Mm -hmm. What's Rumpel going to do? Rumpel doesn't care. care. Rumpel don't care. He delights in it. Rumpelstiltskin's like a honey badger. He don't care. He, he does not care. Lancelot's off. Nobody Exiling knows. himself, yep. essentially. She just got doused with the sand. Her eyes are glazed over now. She's going to see things as though they were... Her perception has been changed. Right. And then he decides to take some sand and throw it out the... Just, just which is <laughs> which is weird to me. Doesn't just... Yeah. Just fling this out the window, just a little handful of this, and this is going to restore my whole kingdom. So from that point until the the folks from Storybrooke get there, he's the only one that knows that it's all based on a lie Mm -hmm. and it's all fluff. And if he doesn't care about it, why would anybody else? So so that was interesting. I just... To, to think about that this whole kingdom, this broken kingdom, which is a great episode title because from that point on, the perception was that 
it's not. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a restored kingdom, and right. everything is fine. And Camelot, Camelot has always been uh, a metaphor for a perfect society. And right. I know that in even in modern times, they, yeah, the Kennedys they, and Camelot. the Kennedys, yeah, they mm-hmm. referred to that as as Camelot. well. And that sure wasn't a oh no a, no 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 no. So so for me, the main subtext for ooh, we're going to get real, we're going to get deep here Girl, in just here a second. The real subtext for this episode for me was this whole concept of perception versus reality. Yeah. Um, like I said, Arthur's the only one that knows the truth. But I have to believe that the parameters of the Sands of Avalon, the the magical qualities of that is, are, is that it would restore something to appear as though it was whole again. Then... It's not really whole. No. So if you were to fixed. enchant someone, sure, and you you put this sand on them, and they they see things uh, as as that everything's okay, but in their heart of hearts, do they do 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 they they know the tr- they I, I almost feel like they have to know the truth, but it's all what you choose to believe. Yeah. And so I think in everyone in the kingdom and in Gwen's heart, even even though they're just kind of happy-go-lucky, everything's okay, I kind of feel like deep down they actually do know the truth because the truth represents reality. And the reality is that not everything's okay. Yeah. But it is. it it didn't wipe out their memory. No. No, it's just kind of covering, it's obscuring. But see, that's what that's what happens when we choose to believe something, when we choose to believe a lie over the truth because the lie is more desirable. And this is what Arthur's been doing all along, mm-hmm. is that I'm going to lie to myself and say that 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 this quest is noble and what I'm doing is right and good and just. And, you know, the end justifies the means, which is never the case. Uh that's not okay. Um I think in their everyone's heart of hearts, they know the truth. It's just to me, the enchantment is that they believe, they choose to believe a lie. Yeah. And which is kind of interesting because, you know, I think these type of episodes get me to thinking because and well, okay, how does that apply into my real life? Uh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of areas where it's like, yeah, it's much it's much more desirable to believe that something is this way, you know, uh, versus the truth. And facing the truth is not not something I want to really do on a regular basis because it's tough. Yeah. It forces you to dig deep, look in the mirror, and accept what's looking back at you. Yeah. Well, and Arthur definitely does not want to do that. No, absolutely all. not. He's not a very nice person. And so um, we see he uses the sands of Avalon on her and then on his kingdom. And then we see um, we see Snow and Charming. They're back in Granny's. I love that Granny's has become a hiding place and a place where you take prisoners. Okay. Uh-oh. Let me stop you for a second. Okay, doke. Why are they going back to Granny's? Well, it's it's that's all they have. They're in Camelot. They can't. I understand that. But don't you think... That if you're going to take Arthur back to Granny's, where's the first place his posse's going to look? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> true. On. Well, they couldn't take him back to the castle. Where else are they going to take him? 
anywhere else. And where but is gra- Granny? I don't know. Are they all hiding in the kitchen? I, I don't know. Lancelot was hiding in the kitchen or in I the bathroom. Know. I couldn't really tell where he came out of. Where's Grumpy for that matter? Uh, I don't know where Grumpy is. We haven't seen Grumpy since he got to Camelot, I don't think. Maybe he was. He may have been at the ball. He was at the ball. Who's watching the baby? Yeah, we saw the stroller Who's in the wa- Grannies, but no baby. <laughs> Who's taking care of the baby? I don't know. Belle and her bell jar are nowhere to be found in Camelot right now. Emma's grown. Right. David, I know you want to save your daughter, but what about the baby? <laughs> what right. about the baby that what can't about fend son? for You can't Where fend for himself. your son? So um, they have Arthur locked up in a, in a booth at Granny's. And um, they're talking about what they're going to do. And Lancelot's there. And he says, you know, I think that the kingdom, we've we've been live, living under a false king for so long. I think that the kingdom needs to go to the queen. And then sure enough, you know, they, they realize that, that um, Arthur's had some sort of plan hatched. And so all the little soldiers ride up on their horses and here comes Gwen. And um, she basically break, breaks Lancelot's heart again because she says that she loves Arthur. And Lancelot immediately knows dude, he must have used that sand on you. This isn't real. And so then she proceeds to just start mugging down on him because it's the hardest thing for Lancelot to see. And they haul Lancelot off. And um, But it's not the truth. She doesn't. Right. But she, she wanted see, that's to why love I would, Arthur, you know? And then that, that's the thing. It's, that's, that's a powerful enchantment. That is a powerful enchantment. So um, anyway, Lancelot gets drug off and he gets thrown into the dungeon. And we see... Um, or we hear a woman's voice down in the dungeon, and she's kind of saying, hey, they must really not like you. That's the one where the rats are. And sure enough, it's Merida. And uh, <laughs> so she's in the cell away from close to him, and you know that these two are going to be partners. And you know, ridiculous wig. <laughs> I don't think, what if it's not her wig? What if it's, it's actually her? wig. Oh, I don't know. It's a pretty cool wig. It's a wig. You think so? Just like Snow wears a wig. You think her hair is well, really that short? That her hair is really that short. And what was with the ridiculous headband she was wearing? That's I don't know. People was, wear those. It things. was That's off. A thing. And, uh, it was off. It was on. It was off. It was on. What, what people we wear on? that. Look around. People wear that no, stuff all the time. Maybe they shouldn't. Well, maybe, but that's that's like a trend. <laughs> We're just not trendy people. So, and then um, you know, Lance and, and Arthur are sitting there talking to Snow and David, and it was interesting to me because you know we've talked a lot about how when they're there in the kingdom, it's Mary, Margaret, and David. And they don't refer to each other as Snow and Charming. Um, but in the in the end, when they were in Granny's, Lance says to them, You aren't the only two couples whose heart you aren't the only couples who heart you aren't the only couple whose heart beats as one. And he he I think he referred to them as Snow. Anyway, it's like he knew the whole time that they were Snow White and Prince Charming, which is weird because never did they talk about the fact that they were Snow White and Prince Charming. But now that I think about it, David did say he wanted to be more than just the guy who kissed the princess and woke her up. Never mind. Well, maybe when they were getting that mushroom. Yeah. They had all their way back. They they stopped at the tavern. They had a pint. They had a pint and talked about who they really were and their feelings. (laughs) Um, So Snow says, you know, we're not going to help you. And they said, oh, but yes, you are. And poof, they blew the dust. And so now Snow and and Charming are under the same enchantment as um, Gwen, which is really interesting because it seems like now they're going to be doing their bidding, which means to me that something was broken, but really what was broken. So why now are they doing their bidding and they went back to Regina 
and told her that, you know, um, Arthur was telling the truth. Lancelot was lying. He's in the dungeon. And Regina says, I really don't care. I just need to know who to hate. And um, she's awesome. <laughs> she is awesome. I mean, she's just awesome. And then, uh, so that's kind of how that ends, sort of, except she for has, the fact. She has to be the one that figures out. She's got to be. She's too smart to not figure it out. Maybe a combination of her and Robin. Because yeah. they, I already felt like they're, Interaction with Snow uh, and Charming. Oh, now you got me doing it. <laughs> Sorry. Dang it. Uh, they were already like. Hmm. Mm. But you just, I just hid it. I spent all day hiding it. Why are you telling yeah, me now well, to give it to you? Mm, yeah. Something's not. Something's afoot. Something's not right here. So then, um, so then flash forward to present day story, bro. Oh, uh, wait. We. This episode had flashbacks? <laughs> it had flash forwards, too. Oh, man. And so Emma, in her smart-looking black pantsuit, because we were talking about the fact she was only wearing... I was talking about the fact she's only been wearing dresses. I tell you, she and Hook have some of the coolest doggone clothes. Um, so she is wearing her little pantsuit, and we see real Rumple, not shoulder. No, Mr. Gold, he's not Rumple. Well, she called him Rumple, though. But he's not. Well, that's true. He's that's Mr. Gold fine. at she this can point. Call him what? Well, but he's really not Mr. Gold. His name was not Mr. Gold back in the day before he became the Dark One. All right, we'll call him Mr. Gold just for this purpose. Well, whatever his name was before he became Rumpelstiltskin. It was Rumpelstiltskin. Right. And then he became the Dark One, but it was still yes. his name was Rumpelstiltskin, and he became Correct. Mr. Gold when they when Regina had her spell. And he became the pawnbroker. That is a highly accurate statement. Thank you very much. So, um, <laughs> we'll call him Mr. Gold just for this. Mr. Gold is down in the dungeon with Excalibur and Emma. I still don't understand why she needs him to pull the stone out. Because he, she can mold him. He says, I, I can't be the hero you want me to be. And she says, but you're like a dull knife. I can sharpen you. And so, f- next scene, we see the bug. And I have so many questions about this scene. We see the bug sitting under a tunnel. Why? And tied to the front of the bug Why? is Merida. Why? Okay, first off, she's a dark one. In her ridiculous wig. She does. I don't think it's a wig. I don't really you don't. think her hair would be even frizzier after having been in that Well, she's in dungeon. Maine. You she's not humid. In, Do you know how humid a dungeon is? But she's not in the dungeon, dungeon in present day storybook. I'm sure Maine is just as humid. Maine's- There's no way Maine is just as humid as a dungeon. Well, but it's close to the ocean. Okay. Anyway, so Merida is tied to the front of the bug. So, A. Why? why? A, well, okay, A, why is she tied to the front of the bug? B, why does the dark one need to have a car? She can bamf everywhere. She can take people with her when she bamfs. Why in the world does she need to tie her to a car? Why? Oh, because she had her bow and arrow set in the car. Oh, because she couldn't carry it no. when she bamfed. Uh, really? No. no. <laughs> we we've had this discussion. You can, uh, unless you unless you have uh, 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 the mule uh, or or a magic sack that allows you to carry more items, you can only you have a limitation. And you, where is that written? Oh, well. You've played, you've played like role playing games before, right? <laughs> Where you're allowed to have like a. Oh, you're talking about like Dungeons and Dragons and all of that stuff. Yeah, like a, a small item. I have never played that. No, a, a large item requires two no. hands, and no. you can only carry one large item at a time. No, you can carry as many small items as you need to. I played Scrabble. 
Okay. So sorry, that was me nerding out there. Yeah, yes, ever, yes, ever so yes slightly. it was. <laughs> um, so anyway, so then she they banter back and forth. I knew you were a bad witch. I should have taken your heart and crushed it. So they're being ugly to each other, and the next thing you know, boop, Meredith's heart's back out of her chest. It's just amazing to me how easily these women pull these hearts out of their chests. And so she is now using Meredith because you remember back in the day when Regina used to control people by talking to their heart and whatever she... The heart walkie-talkie? The heart -hmm. heart walkie-talkie. And so Emma now has Merida's heart walkie-talkie. And so Merida is going to... um, I want you... What's her name? Merida. There you go. Um, (laughs) She has someone that she wants... Merida. Okay, that's enough. To sharpen. She wants to make to him... To make him... Nope. I want you to make him what you are. I want you to make him brave. Because that's not contrived. At all. At all. But it was awesome. I got to say, the minute she said it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. Which is exactly what they wanted us to do. I'm of course, sure. then I heard the, I want to see you be brave song. I promise I'll never do that again. I, I hope not. <laughs> when that stupid song started playing in my head. Not that it's a stupid song, but you know what I mean. So, and that's how it ended. Um, good good episode? Yeah, you know, I think it Did was. Did you like a, it better than the past two? Yeah, well, the last one I liked a lot. I liked this one. You know, it's and obviously it was going to pick up. I knew it was going to pick up. I still don't like Emma being bad. I know you like her being bad. Well, I just don't. I just she, don't. Oh, and oh, we forgot the hook and Emma thing on the horse. So Henry, huh. Henry and his little girlfriend, they were going to go horseback riding. Hook says, I think that's a great thing. Let's let's get a horse. Let's go for a ride. It's going to take your mind off of everything. You get you get the demon out of your head. You'll be able to enjoy yourself. And and so he takes her on this horseback ride. First, though, the horse didn't want any part of her because the horse sensed that she was the dark one. And um, they get on the horse. They have this great ride. Everything's fabulous. And shoulder rumple's gone. And so they get to have their time together and they start, you know, having their moment. Um but it's just interesting to see, you know, and he said, you, you got him out of your head and you put me in your head. So I don't, I just don't want that to end. I just don't want that to end I badly. Know. I just don't, you I just don't. I love him. Helpless and, romantic. I know. Well, it really appears as though she is winning the battle against the darkness. Right there in, in Camelot. In Camelot. In Camelot. Right. But what that means is, is what's going to tip her over the edge. Something's coming up that's going to tip her over the edge. Well, and you know, in in the first episode we saw, you know, when she had so much, so much hatred and so much venom towards all of them, she's like, you did this to me. You, you know, you did this. And so we were talking after the episode about, well, okay, Snow and Charming are under this enchantment. So she can't honestly, whatever it was that happened can't be because of that because she's the dark one. And she would know that whatever they were doing was because I would think that they were under an enchantment. So I'll be real curious to see how it plays out. Like, I can't wait. I'm I'm back to the point again where I can't wait for Sunday night because I want to see what they do, you know. And, um, no, I think think it's gotten exponentially better, which, I mean, I knew it would. They had to do the storytelling. They had to do the ground laying and all that jazz. But um, please, not that, please, no more flashbacks, please. No, please, I can't, I can't or at least it. none of the five years later, five years ahead of that, five and a half minutes. It's just, it's too, it's too much. That was too much for sure. It was too much. Uh, I, you know, I'm interested to see what Merlin did to get put in the tree. 
No, what did Merlin do to warrant Arthur's hatred? Well, I think it, my personal opinion is he got him believing that he was that he was the answer to the kingdom's problems. And then when Arthur thought he had finally made it, I mean, that was his his quest. That was what he was doing all the time. And then once he actually did pull out Excalibur, I mean, think about that. This was something that kid had been working on his whole life, and he pulls it out, and it's not whole. So, I mean, this whole thing, he's been looking forward to it, looking forward to it, looking forward to it, and then all of a sudden it happens, and it's not at all what he thought it was going to be. So I would think that there's a whole bunch of resentment to the man that put him down that path and then now he's got to try to find the rest of it. And so there's even more resentment. The longer it goes where he can't find it, he's getting madder and madder and madder. So I think that's where the hatred lies. I would think, you know, if Merlin would have just kept his mouth shut, none of that would have happened. Well, we'll definitely see. Um, I also read that they leaked the title of the mid-season finale. Uh-oh. Uh, it's the Swan Song. Oh. Which... Got me a little nervous. Hmm. Got me a little nervous. Uh, what I don't like to think about is that is episode is it eleven or twelve. Probably, probably would be eleven, which means that's only seven weeks away, and then it'll be gone and won't be back again until March. Ugh. What are we gonna do? I don't. I don't understand why they do that to us. Because why they can. They I don't know what we're going to talk about uh, until but March. Did you, did you know that uh, Hook's father is going to show up this season? I did. Um, Someone I had read something on one of the fan sites trying to figure out who they were going to cast, and they're like, "Who would be so beautiful to create that?" <laughs> that that was not I'm my wording. Almost, I was just I'm almost sorry. Oh, nope. you know who'd be great is sorry Hook's father. I brought that up. No, you know who'd be great, Pierce Brosnan. I could see that. Wouldn't that be? You're aw- not going to get him. No, I didn't say I would show. get him. I'm just saying he would be an awesome Hook's father. Because you're in love with Pierce. I love. Well, I mean, I've well. loved him since Remington Steel. Like that was before you were born. <laughs> Probably most everybody was not born for Remington Steel. Did I tell you they're bringing MacGyver back? No, they're not. Yes, it's going to be like a younger, a younger version. MacGyver. Yeah. Hmm. I almost would rather just be the old MacGyver. I would rather see the old MacGyver do it. Because then it would be even more unbelievable. Well, and he'd know more stuff. He'd be more wizened. (laughs) More wizened. Uh, Okay, so before we wrap this up, what was with all the pink roses? The pale mist roses, pale mist flowers. You did not like the flowers growing in the field. No, because that's not how... (laughs) Pink they're roses. magical that's, flowers. That's not how roses grow. But they're magical. You have to let that go for a minute. I mean, what no. part of any of this makes sense? Uh, but they were everywhere. They were everywhere. It was beautiful. Episode. Yeah. Pink roses. Pale mist flowers. But they were pink roses. I understand that. They called them pale mist flowers. That's fine. I will forever call a rose a pale mist flower. And and so the perception was that they were pale mist flowers, mm-hmm. but the reality is they were pink roses. They were pink roses. Mm-hmm. Arthur gave one to Gwen when they were children. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lancelot had them for her on her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, there was bouquets of them, I think, uh, in one of the rooms uh, where Regina, with, uh, and, Regina Robin and Robin were. Robin were mm-hmm. um, when. Immediately after Arthur uh, threw the sand on Guinevere, the flowers. She appeared. had a bouquet of them, mm-hmm. 
in her hand. Right. And then Emma and Hook were making out in the field with the rose. He gave her one. Yes. He picked one up. He picked one. It just was, picked one up. It was perfectly cut, as though it had come <laughs> just from the florist. <laughs> it is the magical... The magical pale mist flower. Pale mist flower. Uh, and he didn't even do that with his hook hand. So, like, he didn't have, like, some sort of slicing, dicing action going on the on the hook hand. It was his normal hand that picked the flower. That actually would have been more believable. <laughs> shoom, shoom. And then at the end of the episode... Emma had back one. In, in Storybook. Storybook. Yeah. She's twirling... A pink rose. And so I Pale feel... mist flower. Somehow, mm-hmm. we'll all of this again. ties into what I feel is the main theme of the episode, and that is perception mm-hmm. versus reality. None of these roses had thorns. No. They were perfect. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. There just has to be something to that. I wonder how we'll see them up here again, because they they're they're masters at that. You know, everything mm-hmm. that we see, we see. Yeah, everything's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I would actually take it even a step further now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, because we, you know, the color of roses usually signify something, right? And so it was interesting to me now that I think about it. Hook giving Emma a rose is pink. What does pink mean? Well, pink means uh, friendship hmm. uh, or affection, but it's not like the red rose. The no, red the rose is love. passion. That's yeah. romance. And so, I, that's what I'm saying is like to me, in especially in these relationships where it should be about the romance and this deep love, that wasn't the reality. Hmm. And so I almost feel like the pink rose was a symbol of what was a symbol of reality. Because in that moment, if you think about it, in that in those moments when when Guinevere was holding the flowers or when Hook was giving Emma a flower or she was twirling the flower at the end, it was not about here's something to signify this deep, passionate love. It was just one of friendship or, or certainly affection, but not romantic. Hmm. It's almost like the flower was unaffected by the sand. Huh. Wow. Was that too much of a stretch? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I like it. Maybe. I don't just, know. Just maybe. I. They couldn't get red roses. <laughs> maybe they, when they filmed it, there were no red roses. Maybe when they got. Maybe. We need 10,000 red, <laughs> red roses by Monday morning. We got you covered, sir. We our, got it. Our, we got our a <laughs> whole team of florists. We're going to get this done over the weekend. We'll get them there. Mm-hmm. They get there. These are all pink. Forget it. We'll just use them. Nobody will notice. <laughs> we'll Who's going to notice? We're just going to film. Just like we're what was film it? with pink. What was the Mitch Hedberg we'll thing add about? The, we'll the, add the red and post. The Pringles. Um, oh, but the, you got to be careful be, with that joke. No, I know. But <laughs> they they were going to make potato chips and the tennis cans. How do you remember how it went? Uh, the joke was that uh, Pringles was originally a... Uh, 
tennis ball company. But when the trucks came, they delivered potatoes. That's and what they it said, up, oh, forget Ta- it. Tag with Cut it. Cut them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what happened with the roses, I think. All right. That's my So that, that was my... That was your... That's how I felt about it. <laughs> I liked it. But I am curious. I'll be real curious to see if, if the flowers show up again and what the significance is, is of those. And um, I hope they we see more. They gotta mean something. They, have, they always mean something. And, and just the, um, uh, the, like I said, the the Henry thing, and Henry and Violet, I think that'll be cute to see how that plays out. That blossoms. I feel like he's going to get his heart broken. Of course. Well, of course he, of course you know he is. Where have you been? You know why? Two reasons. It's a girl. Once upon a time. <laughs> Once upon a time. And then the family he lives in. His yeah, I don't think he could marry into that family well <laughs> at all. There's a there's this girl, indeed. Yes. <laughs> it, it was, was just so scene. cute. It was so cute. All in all, enjoyable episode. Enjoyable episode. Can't for wait sure. for next week. Yep. It, let us know uh what we got wrong. Well. Or what I got wrong. No, it would have been me. Any corrections that need to be made. F- we're adults. We can take it. In a loving way. Yes. Constructively. No, we <laughs> no, really. We do want to hear from you. I actually, I'll, I'll be interested to see uh, if anyone else has any thoughts on this whole pink rose situation as I, well. I don't know May, if anybody I, I, would have put as I, much thought into the pink I, rose. I need to be validated. <laughs> you need to be validated. I need to be validated. Well, I, you know, I yeah. <laughs> I, it, maybe they're just prettier. Maybe that's all it is. I don't know. They I were mean, red. Flowers. They were beautiful flowers. But, but what rose isn't? Well, I'm, I'm not a big rose fan. I think white roses Good are gorgeous. Know. You know that. <laughs> um, unless they're dipped, you know those really pretty ones that are dipped. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those are for sure. gorgeous. But the pink sure. roses were incredibly I like the beautiful. Yellow ones that have like the orange. Yeah, tip. they're yeah, they're but dipped. Then, but those aren't dipped. No, those naturally go. Those aren't dipped. Okay, they naturally grow that way. Well, those would be beautiful too. Oh. Hint, hint. Okay, well, I guess we better wrap this episode <laughs> up. I got some errands you to run. You got some shopping to do. Uh, but hey, drop us an email. Please do. Uh, josh at nthcast.com. Or you can tweet us at once upon it. Um, sooner or later, we're going to get our website up. Uh, but in the meantime, just email us. We may never get the website up. <laughs> we may even don't. Know. We won't, don't plan on the website. Uh, but we we thoroughly enjoyed this episode. We've thoroughly enjoyed uh, the feedback we've gotten so far. Uh, we love talking to you guys, and we want to hear more. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye.